What's up, guys? Welcome back to the podcast. Today, we've got a solo episode where I'm going to tell you all about the process of how I'm manifesting my beach condo. So if you're new around here or you just haven't been following along lately, hi, hello, no worries at all. I'm going to catch you guys up real quickly. So for the past six and a half years, I lived in Spain and I've just moved home to the U.S. I'm staying with my parents in North Carolina while I manifest my beach condo in Southern Florida. (laughs) So uh, just last weekend, I took a trip down to Florida to start the house hunting process and start to look for some things and meet with some realtors and just kind of get the process started. Now, are we putting offers in and literally ready to buy right now? Not necessarily. So there's a little bit more that has to happen until we're ready to make an offer. One of those things being that we find a condo that we actually like and that meets all of our criteria because your girl has been VV specific with the universe in what I'm willing to accept and what my list of requirements are. And let me tell you, I understand it is going to be maybe a bit of a challenge for this to come through, but nonetheless, I really believe that it's possible. And so I thought it would be fun to do an episode and just share with you this process of how I'm going about it, what my mindset is, and also give you guys some updates and details about what we actually saw when we went down to Florida and what the condos are like and our mindset and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, let's dive into it. Welcome to the Makeshift Happen podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Daly, entrepreneur, life coach, and your no BS bestie, here to bring you all things mindset, manifestation, and personal development. This podcast is designed to help you expand your mind and up-level your life. So turn the volume up and roll the windows down if you're coming along for the ride. Let's go make shift happen. questions that I got when I originally mentioned that we were wanting to move is why South Florida? Like why Florida? Why is that the vibe? Like what's the reasoning? And I think this is just because people are genuinely curious. So I'll tell you, obviously great weather, right? Any place that is called the sunshine state, I feel like is a place for me. So if you don't know, every state kind of has like a nickname in the U.S. and Florida is the sunshine state. And I just feel like if there were any state that really described my personality or where I want to be, it would be that. So obviously that's not the only reason, but I do really want to live somewhere that has great warm weather and a good climate all year round. I've always wanted to explore that for myself. And if I get sick of it someday and I'm like, you know what? I want fall weather. I want snow. We can always move again. That's another thing. I know that this house, this condo, 
And this place doesn't have to be my final destination. Like I'm 28 years old. It's going to be the first property that I purchase by myself and it's not going to be the last. And so you guys already know I'm all about living your best life, honoring your desires, doing what feels expansive and fun and exciting for you and letting that be correct. So if I want to live near the beach in a really warm place, then I'm just going to let that be correct. I don't need to overanalyze it. And someday, you know, I might get sick of summer all year round. And when I do, I'll be able to make the next right choice. But for now, I want summer all year round. (laughs) Also, another, just to be totally transparent, another major factor is that in the state of Florida, there is no income tax. So there's a couple of states throughout the U.S. where there are no income taxes, which is really great for entrepreneurs or business owners who are more in control of their income and have that kind of uncapped exponential potential to really earn more and more every single month or year depending on the success and growth of their business. So obviously, you know, you're going to end up paying for things in different ways. Property taxes may be higher, all that kind of stuff. So it's not like, you know, this major like win-win situation. Although if you are, you know, working a non-traditional job as an entrepreneur, I think having no income tax is a pretty enticing, incentivizing thing to send you to either Texas or Florida, one of these states that doesn't have an income tax. Then, you know, people might think about like, okay, California, what about the West Coast? Like if you want to be on the beach in good weather, like LA is a vibe, whatnot. I, I mean, first of all, taxes are so incredibly high in California and the cost of living is just so much higher in California. Um, There's some cities in California that are arguably some of the most expensive places to live. So that's uh, West Coast for me is just out of the question and also I like being on the East Coast because I'm closer to family. I'm closer to my family and I'm also closer (laughs) as close as we can get to Jaime's family who's over in Spain. So there are direct flights like an easy eight hours right from Madrid into Miami which is super easy and convenient for when we want people to come visit us or when we want to go back and take trips to Spain. So that's another reason And then also, obviously in Southern Florida, there is a lot of Latin culture and Spanish language. And I really think this is such a great place for him and I to get our start and also for him to like integrate into American life without such a big culture shock. Like being here in North Carolina out in the middle of the country, like we... (laughs) This, I think for a European it would be shocking. He's been here before, so he's not shocked. Like he knows the ropes, but yeah, we live out on a road like where there is no cell service. Like there's chickens running all around my parents' yard. Like there's cows in a pasture right in our, right outside of our front door. There's horses. There used to be a camel on this road. Like we are in the country, y'all. Everybody has a huge truck like Jaime has been shocked at the size of these vehicles like everything is just bigger in America and also when you get down in the south everybody has guns like there's confederate flags everywhere there's lots of Trump stuff everywhere like it is a bit 
it is a bit shocking. It is a bit jarring, you know? And not to say that there's not that stuff in Florida because Florida is also in the South. You go further down South. But obviously, like in those bigger cities, Miami, Fort Lauderdale area, it's not as country, you know? We're not in, yeah, we're not in the wild, wild West when you're in those main cities. But there's lots of Latin culture and Spanish language, which is important to us. I really enjoy the fusion of cultures. And obviously that's great for him. Like he speaks fluent English and it's good for him to be in an English speaking country for him to improve his fluidity and his accent and everything. But it's also nice just having the comfort of knowing that people can understand you not only just, you know, from a language perspective, but also with your accent and even more so just with customs and culture and kind of way of life and way of being. And so I think that'll be really nice to live in a place where there are, there is a big like fusion of Latin culture and I think it suits us really well. So those are the reasons why we're choosing South Florida. Now, we were between Miami and Fort Lauderdale, which those two cities are very close to each other. They're like 30 minutes apart and they both have international airports, but you can sometimes even fly into Fort Lauderdale when you're staying in Miami. Like sometimes the flights will send you to Fort Lauderdale because it's that close. That being said, there is a lot of traffic in South Florida, so it doesn't always take 30 minutes. Sometimes it takes closer to an hour, but we were between these two areas. So when we went down for this trip, we decided to look at both and explore both and see what the vibe was and what we were feeling. So my number one priority in terms of a house is the beach or a condo rather. I always say house. House means everything to me. So if I say house, just know it means condo in this context. But my number one priority is the beach. So I want to be close to the beach. So these two places would be great for that. Either one is fine. But the reason I'm being such a stickler for like being super close to the beach is because I just feel like this is a really special time of my life, of our lives, where we don't have a family yet. Like we don't have kids. We don't have a bunch of crazy responsibilities. Like we don't have a lot of ties. The only thing that I really have to worry about right now is like me, my business, and my dog. (laughs) And I can't really think of a better time in my life to live on the beach because I have the most control of my schedule that I probably like ever will again until I'm retired maybe, you know? So I can, you know, go to the beach for morning walks or sunset walks and or go in the middle of the day for a break from work like I just have so much flexibility right now in my life and in my schedule that I don't want to compromise on the beach like that is our main number one focus we want to try our best to be within walking distance to the beach because I know if we have to drive there we won't go there and everybody always says this when you live by the beach you don't even go that much like okay let me live my life let me figure it out let me <laughs> live by the beach and then not go to the beach okay whatever but I'm having my I'm having my vision I'm having my hopes high I really want to do morning walks on the beach so fuck it that's my desire and that's what I'm going after now Okay, I will explain to you guys like what we saw in Miami and what we saw in Fort Lauderdale. (sighs) 
But when we first landed in the airport and I was thinking about, you know, what we're trying to do here, this is like a big life step. This is a big milestone, especially because a few years ago I was so broke. It was a joke. <laughs> like when I was working as a teacher in Spain and I was making like 1,100-ish euros a month and then four months, three and a half months out of the year, I was not getting paid because it was summer break. That means my salary was literally like 11000 to maybe 12000 when you add in like the private classes and things that I was doing on the side to make money. But that was my annual salary, you guys. Like abysmal. I'm like, I mean, you couldn't survive on that in the US. And everything is, of course, a function of where you live and the economy and the cost of living. And yes, the cost of living is a lot cheaper in Spain. And so it wasn't like I was living an awful life. I was I was totally fine. I was totally taken care of. But because I knew that I didn't want to stay in Spain forever, I was kind of fucked because I was like, I can't, I can't save anything on this. I can't invest anything on this. Like this is enough for me to live on. And that's basically it. So for me to be where I am now in my business, to be able to go and get a mortgage for a beachside property by myself is a really big freaking deal. And I'm sure there's part of me that's like kind of freaking out, but there's another part of me that's also like, I just know that it's going to happen. So when we got to the airport, when we landed in Florida and I was thinking about, you know, what what we're actually doing here, the mission of this trip and and how big it actually is. I said to Jaime, I was like, I can't tell if this is me literally becoming delusional or if this is really just what crazy faith feels like, but I just know that I am going to get what I want. And when that comes out of my mouth, I know it can sound maybe a little bit cocky or overconfident or braggy or something like that, but it really is the strangest feeling. Like I just know that if this is important to me, it's for a reason, which means it's important to the universe too. And then, of course, there's my ego that is telling me, you know, quietly because we don't pay much attention. (laughs) But I, I do hear that voice that's kind of like, you know, should you really be telling people what you're doing? And, you know, what if it doesn't work out? Like, isn't that going to be embarrassing? And but like, there's just no such thing in my world as it didn't work out, you know, because I just really feel like everything is always working out for me, even if it ends up looking different than what I imagined or what I originally planned for, I still know that that is working out. That is my version of working out because whatever I get is whatever I need. And I just have this level of trust where I'm like, I know we're going to get this. I know we're going to be able to do this. Like, And I think that changes the game when you have that level of confidence and this is what happens when you start to do this work over time and you see it working for you you really really don't have to try as hard to believe in yourself and to believe in the universe you're just like I know this is how it works like this is the law of the universe 
I do this, this, and this, and then the universe shows up and does this, this, and this. And we get what we came here to get. So that's kind of the vibe that I was in when we landed. Now, the first couple of days we spent in Miami kind of looking around, getting a vibe, having fun. We went to the Versace mansion, which was cool. We had lunch there. Um, We walked around the city. We went to the beach. We did a couple of things. But the main thing that we were doing on this entire trip was looking for houses and going to showings and meeting with real estate agents. So we saw one, we were only able to see one condo while we were in Miami because things were like kind of last minute and our schedule was kind of crazy going back and forth between the two places. But we were able to see a waterfront high rise condo in Miami, which was really cool. It was this older building, like a lot of the buildings on the waterfront there are older. This building was probably like when they built it, they probably thought this was like literally the shit, like so cool, so luxury, but this building was probably like built in no joke, like the 60s or something. And so the, the common areas like the entrance and the stairway and all of that stuff was the lobby was like this dark wood and like gold accents and swirling staircase and it was meant to look really luxurious but you could tell it was just like very outdated they had this gentleman's room like with you know scripty font over the top that was like gentleman or something or and then there was another door that like said something in French so that I think they just wanted it to be like cool or something <laughs> but there was like this gentleman's room where you go in there and it's basically just like a lounge with like leather chairs for like dudes to like play poker and like smoke cigars probably <laughs> like I don't really know and then they had across the across the hall there was like a ladies lounge that was like you know, with like powder blue and velvet chairs. And so, yeah, it was like meant to be luxurious, but it was just kind of old. (laughs) Then when we got up to the floor where the unit was that we were seeing, the hallway, no joke, looked like a horror movie scene. Like the they're obviously doing renovations, so not to judge, but this whole ceiling was ripped out. So you could just see all of the electrical and plumbing and whatever else was up there. And I know they're going to fix that, but it was just super dark and drab and the lights down the hallway were like flickery and like a dark yellow like it was and the walls were dirty it was like I felt like I was gonna get killed (laughs) I felt like I was in like a, a motel room where I was gonna get murdered by someone So we go down this hallway and we're like, okay, like, you know, keep an open mind, whatever. This is getting renovated. The apartment itself, once we got inside, wasn't actually too bad, but it was, it was pretty dark. Like there was no natural light anywhere except for the bedroom and the living room. So the kitchen was really dark. The bathroom was really dark. And also the bathroom made no fucking sense. They had this really like L-shaped counter that was super long and one side just had nothing on it and then on the short side of the L there was one sink so it's like what is the point of all the rest of this counter space that like makes no sense it was it was weird and then there was no view you're basically just like staring at a building across the way from you so I wasn't super impressed by that Um, but the good thing about this unit was that 
it wasn't super high up so you could actually walk out of the door like there's a a sliding door off of the living room and you could actually walk outside onto this like patio area that would take you around the building and then there were a set of stairs to go down and have direct access to the beach so you wouldn't have to go all the way down the hallway and back through the hotel lobby and around the building to get to the beach you kind of just had direct walking access which would have been really nice especially with the dog that you can just kind of open that door and get outside instead of having to go through the whole building so but that was like literally the only thing I was like I don't think you can sell me on this with just that and it was also like half almost half a million dollars um so we saw that and we were just kind of like yeah um good to know what you can get for this price being on the water in Miami but it doesn't have enough of what we wanted So then we spent the next couple of days looking around in Fort Lauderdale and we saw two places. So the first place that we saw was a pretty nice building. It was still older. It was like built in the 70s, but it's probably been updated a couple of times since then. Like the entrance and the hallways were really nice. The lobby was nice. It felt kind of like hotel-ish. But the unit, the particular unit that we went to visit and see It smelled like cigarettes, which is a huge no for me because if you don't know, it's really hard to get that smell out. And there was carpeting everywhere, like gross carpeting that was probably from the 70s or 80s. And the carpeting went into the bathroom. Like, tell me you live in a 70s apartment without telling me you live in a 70s apartment. The carpeting went into the bathroom. Yes, I'm not lying. Like below the vanity in the sink, carpet just straight up carpet. (laughs) The kitchen was also super outdated and pretty gross and it had this weird like elevated ceiling with these like plastic lights in it. It was not good. We'd have to rip that out and change all of that. Um, There was popcorn ceilings all throughout which is not the biggest deal but not really a vibe. The homeowners association fees were kind of high they're like almost $800 a month which in these areas is kind of standard when you're on the beach and there's you know the weather and humidity and older buildings like the HOA fees are going to be high but that is an added expense that we like have to keep in mind that's an extra eight seven hundred to a thousand dollars a month potentially in payments but this place was walking distance to the beach like literally five minutes you just walk out go down the street and it's right there. So that was really, really nice. But obviously like wasn't a vibe for us because of the unit itself. Then the second place we saw was a little bit further inland. So you couldn't walk to the beach, which is obviously a huge deal breaker for me. That's like a no. It was more like a 15 minute drive to get to the beach. But you guys, this place was gorgeous. It was a much more modern building. It was built in 2005. Gorgeous facilities. They had an amazing gym inside, an incredible pool and jacuzzi. Gorgeous interior patio areas with like landscaping and palm trees. Super pretty inside and outside. The specific unit we saw was pretty big. It was like over 1,500 square feet, I think, which is big for the area that we're looking in. Had gorgeous custom marble counters all throughout in the kitchen and in both of the bathrooms. So there was two bedrooms, two bathrooms, plus an, an amazing office with like big windows and a big desk. Really, really nice space. The kitchen was modern and updated. They had gorgeous appliances and sink and it was such a vibe except for the one 
deal breaker, which was that you can't walk to the beach. (laughs) So those were the places that we saw. That's kind of what went down on our trip. We ultimately decided that we think Fort Lauderdale is going to be the place for us because Miami is fun. I love Miami. It is It's great, but it's kind of like living in the heart of LA or New York. It's very chaotic. It's really loud. It's busy. There's so much traffic. And for lack of a better word, there's things about it that are just kind of like any big city, which is like trashy. You know, it's a little bit dirtier. There's more homelessness. There's more drugs. There's more violence. So... We just kind of feel like with the phase that we're at in life and where we are, we want, we're a little bit more chill, I think, than downtown Miami. And the beach in Fort Lauderdale just seems to be a lot nicer, like more well taken care of, I guess you could say, even though it's it's not that far up the coast. So it's very similar in terms of like sand and water, but everything in Fort Lauderdale was just nicer like better quality and the downtown area is super cute like there's still high-rise buildings there's still still a big city vibe when you get into the downtown but there's all these really cute areas stores shopping twinkly lights on these down these little streets really nice landscaping really beautiful sidewalks like clean pristine nice vibe you know so we decided that that's where we're going to continue our search that's where we're going to look and that is where we're going to (laughs) live if we just want to claim it. So now to get into the juicy part of this, which is what I'm doing to manifest it, right? What am I doing exactly? I'm going to walk you through the the process and everything that I've kind of written down and been thinking about in terms of how am I actually going to manifest this place? The honest truth is that this podcast is the number one thing that has helped me scale my income and my impact in the world by spreading my message, by attracting more clients, by having more successful launches. Like the podcast has been such an integral part of my business and building my brand. I honestly don't know where I would be without it. So if you're wanting to start a podcast, I'm here to help you out. Instead of wasting hours days and weeks, literally painfully researching every part of the process, overthinking things, trying to analyze every microphone, hosting platform, editing software, all that stuff. I'm going to give you access to the most helpful, massive shortcut ever. Because when you're in business and you're trying to build yourself up and work for yourself, We got to start working smarter rather than working harder. If you're an ambitious business owner, time is money, baby. So this live training that I'm doing coming up on February 27th is the exact training that I wish that I had when I decided I I wanted to start a podcast. I spent way too much time procrastinating, overthinking things, feeling overwhelmed, feeling like I didn't know how to launch it. I didn't know how to get guests. I didn't know if I was going to run out of content. I wasn't sure what I'm supposed to write for the description. I didn't know how to get it on Apple and Spotify. So many excuses. And if you are in that spiral of excuses, this training is going to help pull you right out of that and give you all the tools to get you going in no time fast. So this is a one-time training. It's not a course. It's not a program. We're just going to hang out for two and a half hours on a Sunday afternoon. And I'm going to tell you 
everything I wished I knew when I started a podcast. And then we're going to open it up for Q&A so that you can ask me anything about podcasting or just about the coaching industry. So massive value inside of this training. We are going to cover the preparation phase of starting a podcast, equipment and software, software recommendations, choosing your title and cover art, the general setup and getting published on Apple and Spotify, intro and outro tips for your music and the show description, uploading to a hosting site, what that looks like, how to do it, launch tips and preparation, how to warm up your audience and get reviews, main keys for podcast growth, prepping your solo episodes and guest interviews, audiograms, how to do them, how I do them, where I create them. Do you need an Instagram account for your podcast? pitching yourself and how to get featured on other shows, tips for inviting great guests onto your show, and monetizing your podcast, understanding the ropes, how ads are paid, what's important to know, all of that good stuff. So you guys, there's a lot of value packed inside of this training. This is actually a training that I'm pulling from my group business coaching program, Abundant and Ambitious, and I'm offering it to you, to the public, to anybody who wants to access it completely a la carte. So this is a one-off purchase for $197 US dollars and you're in. So you can either come and join the training live with us or you can catch the replay recording. So if you can't make it live, don't worry. We will send you a recording of the entire training and the additional resources that I'm going to be sharing with you as part of the training. So if this is you, you already know, stop procrastinating, start podcasting, click the link in the show notes or click the link in my bio on Instagram and come sign up. It's happening this coming Sunday, February 27th. If that date has already passed and you still want access to this training, you can totally sign up and access the recording. I'll see you there. If you guys have been following along for a while, you'll know my five-step manifestation process, which is clarity, vibration, embodiment, action, and trust. So I'm going to take you through all five of these elements and show you exactly how I'm applying them to this specific manifestation. So if we start with clarity... I have placed my order with the universe. So essentially what that means is I got out my journal, I got clear on what I wanted, and I wrote down a list of in an ideal world what I would love to show up for me in this beach condo. I wrote down everything that I could possibly want, even the things that felt unrealistic. I wrote this or something better, right? This much money or less or whatever, right? This amount of square feet or more. Always keeping always keeping that kind of open-ended opportunity for there to be more or less of whatever I'm hoping for, but being really clear about the specific parameters of my desire. So I sat down with my journal, I wrote a little letter to the universe, and I just bullet pointed out very specifically what were the things that I was looking for in this beach condo and what I wanted it to have, where I wanted it to be, price, fees, interiors, all the things, right? So got really, really clear. This is a manifestation that I think is easier to create clarity around. Sometimes when we're manifesting something, we might feel like, okay, I want a new job, but I actually don't know what 
I want to be doing or what kind of company I'd want to be with. And if that is the place that you're in right now, just always remember you can also establish clarity through how you want to feel once you've received the manifestation. So if I didn't know the exact parameters of this house or of my next job or whatever it was that I was manifesting, I would write down, here's how I want to feel when I get there and have that be your piece of clarity. Now we get into vibration. So what am I doing to match the vibe of this manifestation, right? I've got to be operating at the same frequency of that I wish to attract. So I'm going to be taking care of myself. I'm going to be focusing on feeling good. I'm going to be doing the things that help me stay in my best energy, but also honoring the feelings that arise when I do have off or down days. And I wanted to mention this because this is really important. So often we think that, oh, you know, if I'm having a negative time or if I'm stuck in a rut or if my energy is not good, I'm just going to be attracting bad stuff and my manifestations aren't going to come true. And that's not the case at all. So if anything, it's actually really important that you lean in to those feelings or emotions when they come up for you because this is how you purge them and release them from your energetic field is by actually letting it run its course rather than trying to suppress it and be like, oh, I just need to be super positive because that's the only way my manifestations are going to come through. Just the other day, I was having a really down day. My self-esteem was so low. I was not feeling good about myself. I spent the whole morning crying and I just let it be okay. I journaled about it. I sat with it. I went to hypnotherapy. I talked about it with my partner, with my therapist. And then I woke up the next day and I felt better because I let it go. I let it run through me rather than trying to put a cap on that bottle and hold it up inside of me. So that's really important when it comes to the vibration piece of manifestation. Obviously, we want to take care of ourselves, be focusing on self-care, giving ourselves space, having white space in our calendar where we can actually live and enjoy and feel creative and also do things like move our bodies or go for walks treat ourselves to the things that put us in that good energy. If you guys haven't listened to last week's episode about the 10 hot girl habits I'm adopting, that's a really one, a really good one to listen to for this conversation about self-care and the importance of feeling good. But also if we're not feeling good, obviously just letting that be okay and allowing those feelings to run their course without judging them or creating a story around them or believing that they're going to be the thing that blocks us from getting where we want to go, right? Then we've got embodiment. Now, right now on this podcast as I'm recording this, this is a good example of embodiment because I'm owning the fact that this is what I desire and I'm claiming it and I'm acting as if I know it to be true. Right? I'm using my words and my actions and the way I'm showing up to say, this is what I'm creating. This is what I'm cultivating. This is what I'm calling in. I'm moving towards this and I know that it's going to happen for me. I know that I'm on the right track. I'm also reminding myself that I can do this. And being intentional about showing up in that energy because 
when you have a a big manifestation that has a lot of nitty-gritty parts and puzzle pieces to it, it can get overwhelming. And when it's like something like this, like buying a home, it can feel scary. So I have to remind myself, like, I can do this. I can do this. You know, we always think that when we become adults, we're going to feel like an adult, but then you actually become an adult and you're like, wait, what the fuck am I doing here? (laughs) Like, why am I allowed to be doing this by myself? Like, there's no supervision. Like, (laughs) I'm sorry, what? I'm supposed to be a mortgage? What? (laughs) And so reminding myself like, okay, I'm not a kid. I'm not a baby. I can do this. I can do this. I know how to hold this much energy. I know how to hold this much responsibility. I'm ready. I can do this. I'm meeting obviously with my lender and my real estate agent, but when I meet with them, it's from the energy of I've got this rather than that energy of, oh my God, I'm so uncertain. I've never done this before. Please help me. Please save me right? That's the embodiment piece. I have to be conscious about showing up in the energy of I can do this. I know this is meant for me. I got this. And I'm preparing to be a homeowner. So when we lived in Madrid, it was kind of, I mean, we didn't own that place, but we rented it, but it was our place. So I know what it's like to kind of like have to clean up for myself. So this may I don't know, this may sound silly, but I guess, you know, preparing to be a homeowner in terms of like an energetic sense and an embodiment sense would mean taking responsibility for some of those things that you would have to do when you have your home. So I'm going to make a conscious effort, even though I am staying with my parents and it's so lovely and they do so much for me, which is so nice. I'm going to make a conscious effort to really take care of my personal space in this house Um, you know, the areas that I really occupy and where I live right now. I'm making my bed every day. I'm washing my dishes. I'm cleaning up my bathroom, making things look nice and feel tidy. That's just kind of embodying who I would be when I'm in my own space. And then we've got action. Taking inspired action, as we know, is super important. I can't just sit here, write a letter to the universe, and then do diddly squat and hope that a condo appears. (laughs) at my doorstep. So I am filing my taxes. I'm speaking with my mortgage lender. I've hired a real estate agent that we vibe with and I'm going to hypnotherapy weekly to work on clearing any known or unknown blocks in my subconscious mind. So these are some of the things that I am tangibly taking action on right now that are moving the needle towards achieving this goal. And the last piece, as we know, is trust. Surrendering the vision to the care of the universe. Now, I know that my order has been placed, so I don't need to keep asking for it. I just get to sit back in patience and continue to take my 50% of responsibility, my 50% of the action, knowing that when I go first, the universe will always meet me halfway. Right? I've stepped up to the plate in a really bold way. I've taken the initiative. I've gone and traveled to Florida. I've met with the lender. I've met with the real estate agents. I've gone to the showings. I've looked at the homes. I've placed my order with the universe. I'm continuing to gather all of my documents and finances and get myself in order to be able to buy this condo. I've gone first. 
And now I know that the universe will follow. So I'm staying unattached to any specific timeline, you know, or date or deadline. And I'm really just trusting that what I'm desiring is possible and it's out there and it will hit the market in divine timing for it to be mine. You know, if my dream beach condo were on the market right now, the truth of the matter is I wouldn't be fully ready to put an offer in. There are some things that need to be done still. There are some loose ends that need to be tied up. There's some, you know, logistical things that have to get done first. And so just because I didn't see something while we were there or I haven't seen something in our listings from our real estate agent that she's sending us, just because I haven't seen something that's not perfect yet, it's not discouraging me from believing that it's out there. Because the truth is, I'm not actually ready to receive it yet. I'm getting there. I'm doing my part to prepare myself and to be fully ready. So I'm just staying unattached. You know, I'm trusting that what I'm desiring is possible. I know that it's out there and it's going to hit the market and it's going to show up in divine timing so that it can be mine. And that's the energy of trust that I'm carrying through this process. You know, this or something better. When I find a condo that I really love, I may not get the first thing that I like. You know, an offer may be rejected or something may fall through or it may not work out. And I'm prepared for those things to happen because I know it's either this or something better. As soon as I find something that I love and I want to put an offer in on, I'm going to let the universe know I am open to receiving this or something better. And so if it doesn't come through, if it doesn't work out, if the offer isn't accepted, I'm going to be like, great, that means something better is around the corner. You know, this, the universe said, no, this isn't good enough. Wait, wait a little bit longer because I got something even better in store for you. And I want you, I want you to take this and I want you to apply this to whatever it is in your life that you are working towards manifesting right now, because you can do this exact process for yourself with whatever you're moving towards clarity, vibration, embodiment, action and trust and when you get those rejections when you get those setbacks when you get those road bumps or those curves in the road where you feel like oh it's not working out I really wanted that thing I thought that was the thing trust that it's something better because the universe never says no right if it's important to you it's important to the universe the universe never says no it just says not now or something better So that is what I'm doing right now to manifest this beach condo. Another little tangible trick that I'll share with you guys is a couple months ago, I started changing some of my passwords. Mm, I don't know if this is super smart. I don't want to tell you my passwords. (laughs) Okay, I won't tell you exactly what I put as the password. (laughs) I literally almost just shared with you my passwords. (laughs) I'm like, oh, here's a hot tip. This is my password to like, a bunch of stuff. No, but I started changing my passwords to something that would describe this manifestation. 
Don't try and figure it out, okay? There's numbers, there's characters. Just fucking be cool, okay? Be cool. But it's a good tip that you can use for yourself because certain passwords that you type in often or daily, you're going to be typing out something that reminds you of your manifestation. So you're going to be bringing that into your awareness. You're going to be thinking about it. You're going to be going, oh, yeah, I'm manifesting that. Or that's already done, just hasn't happened yet. It's going to remind you in small ways to bring back that energy of the embodiment of, oh, yep, that's where I'm going. Already got it. It's coming. It's on the way. So that's a a fun little tip that can help you kind of integrate your manifestation into your daily process or your workday. You can do other stuff too. Like you can set alarms on your phone that go off every so often with affirmations that help support your manifestation. Or you can obviously use like sticky notes with affirmations or statements that help support you calling in the manifestation and keep them in visible places around your house or on your desk. There's lots of things that you can do. But the main steps, as I always say, is that one, two, three, four, five of clarity, vibration, embodiment, action, and trust. So I hope this was useful for you guys. Thanks for sticking around for the personal life update on everything that we saw and did and felt while looking for homes in Florida. And I hope that you take this manifestation process and you start applying it to whatever you're working towards right now in your life. I know there's so much power in it. It truly is a magical process. And I can't wait to see what you manifest in 2022. So if you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to take a screenshot, share it to your stories, tag me at underscore Samantha Daily and at Makeshift Happen Podcast. If you haven't rated or reviewed the podcast yet, either on Apple or Spotify, please don't forget to do so pretty, pretty please with a cherry on top. We appreciate it so, so much. I love you guys. I can't wait to see you inside the podcast training on February 27th or if you're planning to catch the replay but don't forget to sign up if you still want to reserve your spot or grab the recording and i'll see you guys there Mwah.